And today joining me from Minneapolis, Minnesota is Umar Muhammad, who has a case that might shock you to your core because this is something that we don't get to hear a lot about. Umar, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to Fair Play. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate you giving us the time and being candid about your situation, but uh, I, I want our audience to know what exactly happened with you from your own words. to give a backdrop you were sentenced to 26 years in in prison for uh, allegedly a rape but the rape is uh there's no victim so it it's really uh, strange that they have accused you and imprisoned you of a crime where we don't have any victim so can you explain to us what really occurred 5 years ago yes So I'm dating I'm dating this woman. You know, I'm 20 years 20 years old at the time. She's in her mid 40s. I'm the only African American that I know of in the town. So people are kind of looking at the relationship like, "Huh? Like what? What's going on?" You know, they they didn't pretty much approve of it. So What town was that? Vote. What town was that? Hugo, Minnesota. Okay. And so I actually initially met her at at a grocery store that we both were employed at. And the people were all all of the coworkers assumed that I was taking advantage of this woman. So they they were telling her like, you know, I'm a bad person, I'm a bad guy, you know, why is she with me? And so I move in with her. I end up getting fired from the workplace because the boss woman thought that I was shifty and she was suspicious of me. She also stated this in trial and you know I was let go. So, she comes to work and people 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 say that they spotted me around town with her. So, when she came to work, she had bruises on her because me and her we wrestled and played play fighting you know as a couple you know couples do have their little things our little thing was play fighting so she came to work with bruises and the boss was like you know badgering her like where those bruises come from did Omar do that the boss called the cops and when the boss called the cops my girlfriend ran to the ran to the telephone at the workplace and told me that her boss was called the cops and was trying to get me arrested i get arrested for a domestic and as I'm sitting in county jail it gets enhanced to a first degree criminal sexual assault so while I was sitting in county jail she was being coerced encouraged and all these other things to make this allegation against me because they they wanted me out that town and they wanted me out her life and this was the means they took to accomplish that the case has no dna my girlfriend denied to the police that sexual abuse took place denied to get a private examination denied to have a rape kit done and she told the cops 
the bruises came from us play fighting. All of this is on record. So this is also on record. Her boss felt that she wasn't being truthful and honest and needed to be made cooperate in the case. So the boss orchestrated a surprise police interview at work. My girlfriend is unsuspecting of all this. So she's surprised at work with a police interview. And on this interview, there's a sheriff, there's her boss, and there's a social worker. They're all encouraging, leading, and making negative comments about me. They, they made a comment that struck me. They told her, look us in the eyes, because that's when you tell the truth. And they're saying, like, Omar's a bad person, right? It's just us girls here, right? You can, you can tell the truth. You can be honest. This video was played multiple times during trial. Just the, the police went on stand and admitted that, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that that video is tainted, and we didn't follow proper protocol. All of the all of these things, you know, the victim had love letters she wrote me, over 70 affectionate text messages that she sent me from her phone to mine, and she admitted on stand and trial that she engages in consensual sex with me. Well, all of these things, I still was managed to get convicted and sentenced to 26 years in prison wrongfully. So. Throughout the trial or before the trial, did this lady ever accuse you of rape? No. Okay. Uh, throughout the trial and before the trial, did she file any complaints about you? No. Okay. Before the trial and during your relationship, did you ever do anything that she would call the cops on you? No. Okay. Before the trial and, and throughout the trial or after the trial, did you ever get a feeling that you were forcing anything upon this lady? No. Did she ever push you back saying that you are forcing this on me? No. Okay. So let me understand this. The the lady that they're saying was raped by you is on record to never saying that you ever raped her. Correct. Then what the hell are you doing inside the prison, man? In my opinion, it's because I'm an African American man and she's a Caucasian woman. And the way the prosecutors presented the case, they presented me as some type of person that uses vulnerable women and abuses them to accomplish sexual goals, financial goals. They they presented me in this way, and I feel it, it, it inflamed a passion in the jury. And I had, and I, in my opinion, there were no jury, there were no African Americans in the jury. So mm -hmm. you have one minute remaining. I didn't, I didn't have a jury of my peers, you know. So, but dude, that's an allegation. They still have to prove it. Were, uh, were did they pr bring any evidence of proving what they're alleging? No, I was told that just her, just her coming to court and pointing at me and saying. That's Omar Muhammad. That's all that Minnesota needs for a conviction of first-degree criminal sexual conduct. 
But did that girl say that he raped me, Umar? No, she she came to court and identified me. That's but it. Never, that's it. Yeah, but did she ever accuse you of anything in or outside the court? No. Okay. So, why were there bruises? Uh, where were the bruises on her and why were there bruises? They were on her arm and leg. There were there were bruises because me and her would play fight and wrestle. She liked to do that with me, and sometimes I like to do it with her if I wasn't doing anything. So, but I don't understand. You, you're in your 20s. She's in her 40s. What kind of play fight? It's like wrestling, like grabbing her arms, and then uh, you know, um, putting her flat on the floor, something like that. On a on a bed, we wrestle on the bed. Oh, on the but bed. If I'm if I'm doing something, and she's talking to me, but I'm focused on what I'm doing, she would just grab my face or just grab me, and this wrestling would just kick off like that. So it was all a friendly uh, wrestle? Yeah. Okay. So you mean the bruises were on her wrist? Yeah. She she bruises like easily. Like, like it blew my mind how easily, like if I, even if like if I touch her, it'll be a mark on the spot where I touch her at. I know what you mean. My my uh, my wife has the same thing. When I kiss her on the cheek, it's it's like you know, there's a there's a red, dark red uh, mark that stays on her for some time. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. So it's not like a bruise. A bruise. It's like a mark stays because you know people have sensitive skin. Yes. Yeah, a bruise is purple in color. So did she have purple bruises on her? They were yellow. Were they really uh, bad or were they like uh, slight? They were slight. Okay. So when when her office staff saw this, why didn't she tell them that hey, we were just play fighting and you know it's cool? She got scared, but when the police came, that's what she told the police. What did she tell them? She told them that her. Her, the bruises came from her play fighting with her boyfriend. Okay. Did she ever file any police reports against you? No. That took so. That, why did it take a while for you to respond? Because she was forced. She was forced to fill out. It's like a, it's like a form when there has been domestic assault. So when she filled that out, they used that as a, like a protection order to keep me away from her. But she was forced to fill that out, so I don't know if that counts as her daughter or her own. No, that's force. But, that's coercion. Yeah, that's why I was. I don't, I don't know, because technically, yeah, it's her, but she's forced to do it, so I don't, I don't know what that yeah. classifies as. All right. So, no, uh, did she ever, on her own will, go to any police station or any person and say clearly 
that, hey, this guy is trying to abuse me or use me or rape me. Did she ever do that? No. No, 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 no. Okay. So that says it all. So, um... What about that uh, allegation of some people that she's disabled? Is, is this a disabled lady? Legally, no, but from the if, if you want to abide by the opinion of others that's involved in this case, yeah, she's disabled. But legally, no, she's not disabled. So how, in what way disabled? Reading disability. Cognitive, um, cognitively disa- disabled. No, I mean, if she if she was disabled like that, how did she end up getting a job? That's that's what I'm saying. She's legally not disabled. This is the whole disabled thing came into play when people, others that's involved in the case that drove the rape allegation, said that she was disabled. So that's when that came into play. Mm-hmm. So, um, so all of this happened in Hugo, Minnesota, right? Right. So, what was the town like? Were you the only black guy there, or there were other black people? All right, there was one African American female that I've seen. After that. I never seen no black males, but I seen one African American female. So are you saying that if I walk downtown Hugo, I wouldn't see a lot of black people? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. So so did you get any strange looks and vibes when you ended up in Hugo? Ah, uh, like that. That happened on a regular basis. Like when I walk to work, there's like a highway that I have to cross to get to my job. And when, I, when I'm standing at the light to cross the highway, 80% of the cars that drive past, they, like, they kind of break their neck to look at me. So, why didn't you leave that town then? I wasn't... I'm, I'm 20 years old. I wasn't aware of what was coming down the road for me. And plus, I was living with some some people that a married couple that took me in you know taught me how to financially manage my money gave me a place to stay you know taking me to church with them feeding me allowing me to live there work there you know and they was just teaching me about life and the, it was a married couple and the, the wife looked at me as her son so I was starting my life with them I didn't want to just up and just leave them because they took me in so why didn't they go to the court to speak on your behalf then? They did. What did they say? They they test they testified at at my trial, and they were saying how you know they they took me in, how I'm a good kid, I was working trying to make a living for myself, and things of that nature. Okay, so. Why didn't the girl fight for you uh, or reach out to your family and then, you know, like, you know, build a team to fight for you and get you out? I don't, I don't, I don't think she, I don't think she's in a position to do it because 
she's surrounded by the people that drove her to make the allegation. Okay. So her her parents, her coworkers, her boss, she's so these are this is her everyday social circle. So me personally, I think that plays a part in why she hasn't tried to recant her statement and say, oh, you know, I'm, you guys made me do this. I I, I got to take this back, you know, because her parents are pastors, and you know. Sex before marriage—that's like a major, a major no-no in, 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 in her family. Because I met her parents, and they didn't want me living with her because they didn't believe in sex before marriage, and they believed that a man and a woman living together will have sex. So, in order to save her image, I don't think she wants to recant and say, "You know what? I made this all up. We were having, you know, consensual sex." I don't think she wants to face what that brings if she does do that alone. So I, that's why I feel like a, a private investigator has to meet with her. Someone has to, you know, talk to her and let her know it's okay if you come out and tell the truth. Yeah. So why didn't you guys get married? That wasn't... I, I wasn't trying to get married at that age. So you think maybe that's why people thought that you were abu- you were using her because you didn't have any plans to get married. That and she was buying alcohol for me. So when when they saw that, they just thought I was using her. But she, me and her, would drink at at her house. So when they but they don't they that didn't come into mind when they saw her buying the alcohol for me. It just registered in their mind. Oh, he's using her. How did they know that she's buying alcohol for you? Because there's a liquor store connected to her, the job, the grocery store that we were employed at. So she can buy for herself. Right. That 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 didn't come into mind. They just saw me and her together and her carrying liquor out of the liquor store, and they just said, oh, he's using her. This is on record. Wow. All right, but I mean, allegation is an allegation. It's worth nothing until it's proven. So, were they able to prove any of these allegations? No. Okay. Uh, it sounds like you got railroaded. Yes. Uh, because you think that you know you're a black guy having a relationship with a white girl, and that's gonna piss off a lot of people. Yeah, and the white girl was labeled this, you know, vulnerable. So that that also adds to the pissing off of the people that were viewing the situation. Yeah, but the question is that this this allegedly vulnerable uh, lady, you know, she's never on the record of complaining against you or saying clearly without any coercion that, you know, you raped her or hurt her in any way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah, so it, it's it's weird that... Where's the victim here? There isn't one. Yeah, so there's no rape kit? No. Yeah. Uh, th- there's no statement of of the lady saying that I was raped? No. All we have is you in prison for 26 years. Right? Yeah. 
uh, what happened the first time when they booked you who bailed you out they um they just threw it away they just threw the domestic away how why because i was i was i was they they it was my court date i told them you know what i'm going to take the child i'm not going to plead guilty to something i didn't do so they said okay so they called me out and the judge said we're going to dismiss this case you're going to be released and they said putting a deco order on you and your and, and the victim and they just released me just like that they just threw the case out did you have an attorney yeah i had an attorney was it a public pretender yes okay that that's strange man the public pretender got you out <laughs> no he actually wanted me to just plead guilty to the to the case he said you plead guilty you you'll be out of here but i'm like no i'm not pleading guilty to nothing i didn't do i didn't i saw her we play fight on the daily i'm going to take this to trial i took it to trial and they said you know what we're just going to dismiss this case very good very smart guy you 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 turn out to be a better judge than the public pretender yes that's cool never listen to those assholes what kind of an asswipe will tell you to accept something you didn't do i feel like you have 1 minute remaining i feel like it's like um it's like three friends and a stranger you know they they're all in on they're all in on this, on what's going on so he he just he's just a, a piece of a piece of a something that's been going on for forever so he's he's got to play his role into making me you know play a role into getting a conviction in any type of way either the prosecutor get it or he or he get it he's just he's just a puppet in in that game convictions they don't they, they I don't think it's about if you're innocent or not it's about whether whether they can get a conviction out of you or not if if whatever what if whatever is presented if they can make a conviction out of it that's what they're going to try to go for they're not they're not after the truth cuz the truth is plain as day that this this is not a domestic assault if the if the woman told you that we play fight why am i arrested for domestic assault all right so what happens in the first trial they throw the case out and then what happens next i'm released with a danko so she calls me and she asks me do i want to go out to eat so she picks me up and while i'm in the car with her i ask her like why did you have them lock have them lock me up and she just kept saying they made me do it they made me do it she just kept saying that she just kept she kept saying that and like i didn't i didn't pay attention to it i'm thinking she i think i'm thinking she's talking about the domestic but mind you while while i was in there the two weeks on that false domestic they were they were they were preparing the rape case so she kept saying they made me do it they made me do it she's talking about making the rape allegation i didn't connect the dots to this until after i got locked up for the allegation but she takes me out to eat we go to TGI Fridays 
she gives me $200. She gives me the key to her house. She tells me to be there when she gets out of work. She gets out of work. So she drops me back off in the cities. So the next day I go to her house in Hugo. I go from St. Paul to Hugo. I go to her house. And as a, in order for me to walk to her house, I have to walk past the job. So I'm walking to her house. I walk past the job, and some coworkers spot me. And they have, like, a look of shock on their face when they're looking at me. So they're looking. I, I, I pay no mind to it. I'm just thinking they're just looking at me like that because the domestic situation. So I'm walking. So I, I'm at her house. I'm there until she gets off. She she storms in the house, marching up the stairs. I'm asleep. She she wakes me up by kissing me, and she says, "They follow me here. They follow me here. They, they they're watching me. Like she's like in suspense. So I'm like, oh okay. So she says she's be she'll be she'll be back tomorrow. So she gives me a kiss." And she leaves. Tomorrow comes. Somebody, somebody enters the house. I'm thinking it's her. Some, and I hear someone say, hello? Anyone in here? I actually get up. I knew it. I know that's not her. I have, I sleep in my underwear. So I'm sleeping in my underwear. My clothes are on the bedroom floor. So... I hear I hear someone say hello. They're coming up the stairs. I go and run and hide in the shower. It's her mom. Her mom comes up the stairs just enough to look in the bedroom, and she notices my white sneakers and my jeans. Mm-hmm. And she runs out of the house. She runs out of the house, shuts the door. I hurry up, get dressed, put my clothes on. I run. I don't go out the front door because that's where she's at. And I know she's calling the police. So I run and I hop off the balcony of her house, of, of my girlfriend's house. I go around and polices are coming. Cop cars come from all all directions I can go to, to get away from her house. They they come in, they close me in, guns drawn, and they ask me, like, where'd you sleep where'd you sleep last night? I told them why. I why do why do I why do I why do you want to know that? They say, you know what, you're being detained. They detain me, arrest me, book me in for a violation of a danko. So I have I have I have money to bond out, so the 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 whoever what is the person called that takes the money for the bond out? The bail bondsman. The bail bondsman takes my money and I bond out but as I get to the door, they turn me around and say, oh, you got a new charge. We're going to got to rebook you in. You got a new charge. I see what the new charge is. The new charge is first degree CSE. What's that? That's first degree criminal sexual conduct. So a couple of things here I would like to go back to. When her mother came in the room, why didn't you confront her or meet her? Because the mom didn't want me living there because she 
when I when I met them initially, they wanted me out, but the, my girlfriend wanted me to stay, so it was kind of like uh, an unspoken conflict between me and her parents because they didn't want me there. So when she came in, I knew that it was going to be some type of conflict. And my girlfriend also, she didn't want, she was basically hiding me there now. After we met, after we met, after I met her parents, me staying there was a her hiding me there type situation, so. But she would see your shoes and your clothes. She would know. I, I didn't, I didn't, if I would have knew, I didn't think of that at the time, because if I would have knew that, I would have took my clothes with me and hid in the shower. But me, just in a hurry state of trying to not, get saw by the mom, I just ran the head in the shower. But it just occurred to me that all oh, my clothes are on the floor, so But don't you think it would have been better to just put your clothes on and, and sit there and talk to her? I'm a, I'm I was twenty years old at the time. I I wouldn't I, I had already did that and it ended with them disagreeing with me being there so in my twenty year old mind I'm thinking I could just hide from her, she'll leave and everything will be back normal. Hmm. And then why did you jump off the the balcony? I mean the the wall. I mean why didn't you, you why didn't you just stay there and wait for the cops to show up? Because there there was a danko. I'm, What's I a danko? A danko is a dude like we. I can't have contact with her. So you had a court order to stay away from her. Yeah. Then why the fuck did you contact her? She contacted me. But you could have told her that, hey, I can't have a court order. I can't speak to you. I, I wasn't thinking like that. This I, this woman, I had just lost my job. This woman wants to take me out to eat, let me stay at her house, you know, show me love. I, a court order is not going to stop me from, you know, hanging around with my girlfriend. And I know that... The reason why the court order was in place was because she was forced forced into taking these precautions. This is not her doing. So I I didn't take that. That didn't hinder me in no way, the court order. Well, you disobeyed the court order. Did it help you? No. And the woman that you love, is she in prison or you? Me? I am. So there you have it, man. But I don't want to go and cry over spilled milk because in hindsight, everything is 2020. Everything is clear. And who am I to say if you did the right thing or not? Because I myself am an asshole. So, and most of us are. And we just go judging over other people without knowing the truth. So I am just questioning what is common sense that you know if a court is telling me to stay away then I should but what you're saying is that the love over overcame you yes okay so I don't know what to say man I mean that was just that was a bad move and why didn't you plan to fight the court order I didn't know, like, I didn't, I didn't think it was nothing, like, serious. Like, I didn't, I never heard of it before. I just knew they said, 
Don't go around her. I'm just thinking, like, I didn't know, like, nobody would. I didn't know I can, like, I didn't know I can end up in jail for going around her. Like, it, I never cared about. All I cared about was, all right, all right, you guys are letting me out. That's all I cared about. Dank, well, Danko, once they said Danko, I never cared about it. All I cared about was getting out, getting out of jail. When they told me you, you're being released, we're putting a Danko on you. Don't go around her. That went in one ear out the other. I'm just did two weeks of county jail. I'm ready to get out. Like that's all my mind was focused on. Yeah, I just wish that you just sat in a in a bus or a Greyhound or something and just left back for Chicago. And that's and that's initially what I was going to do when I when I met the married couple, because the, the the wife was my boss at Maplewood Mall. She just hired me in, and I told her like, okay, this is my last day working here. I'm about to go back to Chicago, and she was like, no, isn't that dangerous? If you if you sit down and meet my husband and my daughter, you can move in with me. That's how I got to Hugo. But initially, I was on my way back to Chicago. Uh, how long were you in a relationship with that lady? From December to May. So this just happened in five months. Yeah. So they arrest you, and they they say the charge is uh, something similar to rape. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, they turn me they turn me around, and they say you have a new charge. First degree criminal sexual conduct. I didn't. I didn't know what it was. They said first degree CSC. Okay, I have another. I, I go to another inmate and I say, man, I just got a new charge. Can you tell me what this is? So I have to. I have to. Uh, the, the correctional officer tell him what the charge was, and the inmate says, like, dude, that's that's rape. So they move me. They move me to like a secure unit in the county jail because the case was high profile. So they moved me there, and so I'm there for a couple of days. I get a letter. I get a letter from Washington County Social Services, and they're like, it says you've been found guilty of abuse, maltreatment of a vulnerable adult, and, 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 and sexual abuse of a vulnerable adult. I get that letter. And it says like if you want to if you want us to reconsider this, please send us uh, something in writing stating what you feel what you feel the reason why. So I stayed in writing because now I feel like I feel like whoa this is not what this is. Now it's time for me to tell the truth about what's really going on. So I, you have one minute remaining. I told him the truth that me and her were dating. Me and her were engaging in consensual sex and text her text check her text messages in her phone. I sent him that. I, I sent him telling them the ins and outs about the, the whole truth about our relationship. I sent that to the social services. My my public defender tells me. The prosecutor is look is going to use that letter against me. Why did you send that letter? I'm like, I'm just telling the truth about what happened. They well, that letter is being used against you. Why? They they ask you to clarify, so you're just sending in clarification. Exactly. But they they're talking about, oh, that letter kind of admits the elements of the crime. So 
Yeah, that letter, that letter basically, you basically just handed them a case on a silver platter. <laughs> they say that letter is an admission. Admission of guilt. Was it? No. This is Fair Play on JusticeNews.net.